Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug, ignored a leaky faucet, pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects, but there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few taps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 48. Say, would you like to be on the Nerdist Podcast? Then this is your lucky moment in time. We're auctioning off a co-hosting seat on one episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Be the second Matt or the second Jonah. It's your choice. Second Chris slot, not available. It's all part of Comedy Death Ray's massive comedy charity auction for the LA Regional Food Bank. All the proceeds will go to feed people who are less fortunate than yourself. I know you feel like you're probably, you might not be that fortunate, but there are people who are less fortunate than you, and we want to put foods in their mouths. Yes, I said foods. If you go to ComedyDeathRay.com, you can follow the link to see all the auctions that they got going on uh, for comedy stuff, and you can make a bid to be on an episode of the Nerdist Podcast. Transportation not provided. The auction ends on December 11th, so uh, you got a little bit of time. Also, the Nerdist Podcast live at Meltdown Comics on December 15th. Come see some live stand-up. It's going to be an all-stand-up comedy episode of the Nerdist Podcast devoted to comedians you should know. So details for that are at Nerdist.com. And also the Nerdist Podcast shirts are here. We are accepting pre-orders until next week. So there's going to be a limited run of those. So make sure and get yours now. And then stuff them in someone's stocking. Maybe your own stocking. I don't know what your life looks like. Details for that are also at the aforementioned Nerdist.com. And now this episode. So recently I became pals on uh, Twitter with a dude named Jason Mayhem Miller. If you don't know, Mayhem is an MMA fighter who makes balloon animals, but with people. This guy has uh, got a bunch of nerdly pursuits. He's been on G4 a bunch of times, uh, loves video games. Uh, he's got his own show on MTV called Bully Beatdown, which if you're a nerd, uh, you can seriously appreciate the concept of this show. And uh, I do want to apologize in advance. I kept saying to Mayhem uh, during the interview, oh, as a UFC fighter, dot, 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 I meant MMA. I didn't realize there were different circuits because I'm an idiot. Jason actually fights for Strike Force. I am correcting myself right now so that when you hear it on the podcast, you don't send me uh, hate tweets and hate emails telling me what a, what a douche nut I am. Uh, I get it. I know. I'm sorry. I just didn't know the sport very well. Uh, but this is why I had him on, to learn these types of things. By the way, if you do tweet and email me that I'm a douche nut uh, because you're an MMA fan and not a Chris Hardwick fan, which, by the way, probably not too much crossover between those two. The Venn diagram of MMA fans and uh, Chris Hardwick fans, there's probably not a blending of, uh, of those circles. So I want to say that if you do send those hateful tweets and emails, I will send my new big brother, Mayhem Miller, to twist your fucking head off. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Mayhem was super fun to hang out with. He's an incredibly nice guy who just happens to be able to murder people with his hands. So here we go, the Nerdist episode number 48 with Mayhem Miller. Now entering 
Nerdist.com. And now for my radio training. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Hey. I am Chris Hardwick. To the left of me is Matthew Myra. Jonah Ray is on assignment uh, on another job that pays him. <laughs> so uh, Jonah couldn't be here. I am sitting across from Jason Mayhem Miller. That was the worst uh, announcer voice I've ever heard. That's why I don't have that job. All right. Good. I have just proved why I don't have that job. I'm freaking pumped to be here, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I am pumped that you're here, Mayhem. Now, let me just give you a little background. I don't... Uh, I don't know a lot about UFC fighting because yeah. it resembles sports to me. Well, and that's, mixed martial arts is all. Listen, Just mixed kidding. martial arts, that doesn't count as sports. I don't watch football. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's I don't watch baseball, basketball, anything. Well, I just watch fighting, and fighting is his own thing. And here, But here's what I have learned about you, is that we sort of became pals on Twitter. Twitter pals! Yeah, I'm stoked! We're Twitter friends! Twitter works! <laughs> it does work. Twitter works. I have still never boned anybody off it, but today could be the day. Uh, well, well, loosen up Matt those uh, <laughs> loosen up those fight shorts. <laughs> oh, you're not wearing fight shorts. Those are called fight shorts? Is yeah, that a technical guess, term? Is yeah. that I actually, I'm on a Lady Gaga kick. My fight shorts are made out of bacon. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but but we you know we became twelve on Twitter and I was like hey this guy's funny like he's funny he watches G four he's got yeah. he's he's that definitely has he definitely has a nerd uh, nestled in those uh, rippling oh, I'm a nerd man full on nerd I'm a fighting nerd I can kick you in the face however I'm pretty nerdy I can also beat you in modern as you're falling warfare. to the ground you'll talk about Star Wars yeah <laughs> something <laughs> he yeah. will punch your face before he will scratch your iPad yeah that's uh, <laughs> true but uh, yeah and so I just thought. Wow, I you know we've never we've never had anyone remotely uh, from from any kind of physical profession on this on this podcast, and uh, and I would I'm I'm so fascinated by the concept of USC. Like I yeah. understand I understand why it's it's super cool. I just for whatever reason it's just rare that I that I ever watch. Yeah, it. well the thing about it is it's kind of gotten this surgence of popularity, and and I do a show called Bully Beatdown. Oh, we're gonna talk every about Thursday Bully night at eleven. Every Thursday at eleven o'clock only on MTV. MTV, I've heard of them. I know, but. Uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, I do this, uh, you know, that show that kind of is reaching out to everybody to go, hey, this is mixed martial arts. And basically mixed martial arts is just fighting, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's just a way of doing fighting in a way that's awesome. Like, uh, you know, the kickbox and wrestle and it's just a gentleman's street fight is all mixed martial arts is. And uh, it's kind of weird to that it, it has gotten so huge because my old man – when I started doing it, it, was like, boy, you're a goddamn idiot. Go to computer school. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be a fighter, Dad. And he's like, fight it. Nobody even does that. And, you know, nowadays it's like instead of skateboarding, kids hang out at the fight shop. I you think know? you could have gone to computer school and in the yard by the dumpster behind computer schools kick the shit out of people. Listen, bro, I was making – the reason my dad's in computer school is because I was like dorking out so hard and making doom levels. Like it, like <laughs> I made doom levels. You made all, your own doom levels? Oh, my God. All I did was drink Dr. Pepper and stay up 
all night and make doom levels for an entire summer. Well, how do you? How does a guy like who does that even occur to him? Like, I might be able to beat the shit out of people. Well, no, I, I was already like well, he's keep... murdering monsters in doom. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I would slow. fight. Rarely translates, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I would fight all the time, like I, in my neighborhood. Like I was like the tough guy. Where'd like, you grow up? Like uh, North Carolina nice. was where I was from at the time. Like I, I grew up on army bases all the time. Okay, so. You know, it's just crazy. You know, it was kind of like I was like in that weird, awkward age of like, I want to be a skateboarder. Oh, wait, no, I like video games. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And my dad, like, I got arrested one time. And my dad made me like go go to do a Tony Robbins book. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, like, he made me sit down. Did you and, awaken the giant within? Man, I awoken the giant within. <laughs> yeah, man. And my gums are not as big as his, but man, my heart is just as big. Yes. I, I was I was really pumped. Uh, like, I, I was like, I hated my dad at the moment, but all, those exercises that you had to do inside of there, like, really actually worked. Like, I was like, oh, damn it. I owe Tony Robbins a big pat on the back because, <laughs> because, one of the things you had to do was write what you're good at, you know. And I had got arrested for stealing wood to 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 build a skateboard ramp. That was my that was my big. I don't think any court really? would convict you. I know, no, I mean, no, come but on. there's really no. no. Be, really. And I was only 15, or yeah, I was only 15, and I had mastermind this plan with all my like 16 year old buddies. That sounds, like, that sounds like something that you would do I, in Victorian times, and they'd put you in a workhouse. I hope, like, I, hope, I, I hope you was stealing the wood to build a real life Doom level. No, <laughs> I wish, man. Oh my god. Uh, BFG 9000. <laughs> uh, I uh, was, you know, uh, we got arrested, whatever, and I, I got, I didn't get in really trouble for it. But my dad put me in Miller boot camp. My dad is like a, a like army sergeant. Like, oh, shit. And he was like infantry, 3rd of the 504th Infantry Battalion. Mm -hmm. We're tank killers. Who up, motherfucker? Yeah. I can say motherfucker, right? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so he threw me in Miller boot camp where I had to wake up real early and like, stand out at attention in the backyard and like he, he would like make your bed and I'll make my bed and then he's like tear the bed apart even though I made it perfectly and like it's not good enough make it again now, like, oh my all, god were you like oh I just made that yeah, come yeah, on totally what was. are you doing yeah I was 16 come on so uh, or 15 and uh so he's like whatever like uh I had to do part of my training was like sit at a table all day long and like do this Tony Robbins crap and I had to make a list of things that I'm good at and I knew I was good at fighting like yep. I knew I was good at fighting and and I knew I was good at making people laugh mm -hmm. you know so it's like and it's so weird here I come 10 years later I'm like being a comedian on MTV and freaking fighting people in Japan, kicking people in the head. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, hey, it worked out. Good job, Dad. You really have But I'm still going to beat the shit out of you for the bed thing. Oh, man. I beat the shit out of my dad a few times. That's an epic. <laughs> oh, man. We had some epic battles. If you want me to get onto that story, I could go all day. Me my <laughs> I mean, me and my dad gotten some knockdown dragouts. I, I, and uh, the last, man, because my, like, he's, like I said, he's in the army. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you got to be tough to be in my house. Like, right. that, 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 like, boy, you, you know, when you're a man, no, when you could kick my ass, you're a man. Let me just say, I would have died quickly yeah. in your dad's <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Well, my house is like different. It's like a redneck kind of angry guy. Let's get in a fist fight kind of, <laughs> kind of, you know. And my, and to my dad, since his job was to just to yell at young guys, mm -hmm. when you're a teenager, you're just another young guy for yeah. him to yell at. Yeah. So he's screaming at me and whatever, and I'm like. I'm not your. I'm not in your fucking army. Like I'm like I'm army of one right here, baby. Right. And uh, you know a lot of head button in, in that deal. You know, like a lot of 
coming up against each other. And he always said, you know, well, you can kick my ass. You're a man. And you know what happened when I kicked his ass? He was like, you got to get out of my house. <laughs> like, damn it, man. I finally beat him up. And now look what happens. I got I lost my free ride. So, <laughs> yeah. So I like, yeah, left the house at that point. And I, I, I did some homelessness for a while and was training to fight and learning how to fight. All in my, in my like, you know, right after high school years, I just like zigzagged the country, going to different gyms to learn how to fight and living in their parking lots. And now at this point, there's no, there's not really UFC. To yeah, speak there's of. UFC. Yeah, yeah. There See, is now. There's a dark time for UFC and mixed martial arts in general, where there was like it was kind of a. Uh, almost illegal like it was like yeah you know because they it, it's just the way the world works like there's a hot button topic and the politicians jump all over it like oh my god ultimate fighting is bad like we need to outlaw this and it's like why do you care that much there's other stuff going on it's the same thing gay marriage is wrong like Listen, do you guys really care that who gives a damn? Oh, it's just to distract you from the real problems that that, that that's happening in politics, you know? Right. Like, oh, my God. Like, we don't want to look at, you know, it, I do the same thing. Like, when I have, like, uh, I write for Fight Magazine. Yeah. Like, uh, when I have an article due and I don't want to write it, I'll start texting chicks. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, baby, what's going on? Like, what's the point of that? Oh, to distract me from the real work that I have to do. You know, right, that's right. the way America works. So I think I think ultimately what you're saying is that if politicians would text more chicks, yeah, that gay marriage would be legal as it should be, yeah. and uh, and there would be a lot there would be a lot better. You could have mixed martial arts inside New York could, State, mi- mi- Mixed martial arts in the schools. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's fascinating to me because I, um, I, 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 read, I read one of the Bruce Lee books and and just the sort towel of, of G- D- Jeet Kune Do? No, no, not that okay. one. It, I think it was Sorry. just. I, it, I don't think it was an autobiography. I think it was just. No, like, no that's his fighting book. That was his fighting book. Definitely not that Actually, book. Actually, if you read that book, that was like the beginning of mixed martial arts. If, if Bruce Lee didn't die, he we probably would have had MMA in the states a lot quicker. Well, that's that's what was so fascinating about right. it is that because like people who were traditional um, martial arts experts. Uh, looked down on him because he was like, no, you have to use all of these different schools of thought and pull it all together. Yeah, he was progressive, but but the thing was sad because before he could really like pull that all together, boom, he's dead. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, he, you know, if you look early, he was doing grappling and he realized how important wrestling was, and I think he fought somebody on the set one time, like they they did oh, like really? a little sparring match, and a guy was a wrestler and just took Bruce Lee down, and he, Bruce Lee couldn't do anything, so he was like, wow wrestling is like important and now if you look at mixed martial arts and if you think about fighting in general most of a fight is wrestling Mm -hmm. because even look at boxing the rules are punch each other in the face Mm -hmm. okay and that's the rules but how many times around do you see the guys grab onto each other and hold on to each other right the difference is in a real fight you can throw the guy on the ground you know when when there's no rules against Throwing the guy down, you can throw the guy down on the ground. I mean, I have a joke about it because my my trainer, who is uh, I, I I have a trainer. I've had a trainer for many years because you are in good shape. I gotta say that I, I appreciate that. And that is a high compliment coming yeah, from you. Yeah. And, and my my trainer, by the way, when I told him that I was podcasting you today, he was like, "I love that guy." 
I good. love Bully Beatdown. He was like, I, I, Mayhem's great. You have to tell him that yeah. Tom says hi. So Tom says hi. Tom says hi. But, um, but, you know, he has that sort of Bruce Lee philosophy. So a lot of my training is like some days it's boxing, some days it's, you know, it's weights, some days it's yoga and stretching. Just like he, his philosophy is, you know, I want you to leave here feeling better than when you got here, which yeah. is so much better than most trainers who will be like, I'm going to fucking break you in half. Like yeah. he, he really wants it to be like a holistic experience. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's really, it's really fascinating. And, um, but uh, one of the things is that he, I, I did, tr- you know, do a lot of boxing training with him. But I have a joke about it in my act where I say, yeah, so now I know how to box sort of. So if I'm on a bar and someone shoves me, but then they hold up two mitts, yeah. I could hit those <laughs> mitts. But if that guy tackled me or started swinging back, like it's all you over. Know, like, you'd I be surprised. If you, you know, you've been hitting pads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. If you do get in a bar fight, you'll be surprised that you will actually throw some punches like you throw them in the – in, in the practice room, yeah, and all of a sudden you'll hit somebody good. Like I've seen people, <laughs> I've seen I've seen people shocked before. Like, oh my god, like wow, that just happened. All, like, all, I, just all I know about all I know, there's two things that I know about actually punching someone in the face that I've learned from TVs and movies. Number one, it makes this sound. Yeah. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. Uh, a lot of the time, when nerdier people hit people, they are shocked at how much their hand hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't want to get in a fight because. I don't want to be like, yeah, punch. Oh, my hand. I just broke my hand in five yeah. places. Yeah, you know, if you're not used to punching, that's for sure, man. Like, your hand, like, I've seen big, tough dudes who, like, my, my buddy's a wrestler. Yeah. And he's a really great, fantastic wrestler, super athlete, like, super strong guy. Never used to punching or kicking. He looks ridiculous right now. His hands are all, like, blistered up from punching the pads, and uh-huh. his feet are all deteriorated. I'm like, wow, you are such a manly dude, and your feet <laughs> and hands are girly, you know, because you're not used to, it's like a certain amount of conditioning that, that it takes to, to get there. Is it, that, is it that thing from uh, Kill Bill? Yeah, yeah you, you have, have to, to punch, punch the board the, oh, over yeah. and over again? Oh, yeah. Let's just train right now. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Literally punching through the table with his fist. Okay, I'm getting tired. All right, yeah, I would I would have quit after half of that. Um, but uh, I I want to know like what when you first when you first started this journey of like okay I'm good at hitting people yeah. I'm good at getting in fights uh, did did you know like did did you subconsciously did you know like well I think I'm gonna go to MMA or you just kind of thought no, no like, I knew no because because I had just heard about mixed martial arts like from from my friend yeah like, right before that all went down where I got arrested my mm-hmm. dad like made set me off. On like you better learn to do something with your life, like right. kind of thing, because uh, you're you're going down the wrong path. Uh, like right around that time was the time that I had heard about fighting and had like kind of experienced it. So it was in my mind that like, man, you know what? There's a definite avenue there, and if this this uh, ultimate fighting thing starts getting bigger, I can you know be a star in this. And know? how did you get involved? How did you get involved with USC? Man, it's just you know uh, like now I fight for Strikeforce. So let me make that clear. Okay. The, the UFC is like the the way the leagues are set up. It's mm-hmm. like the UFC has their fighters and keeps everyone tight on contract, and Strikeforce has theirs and keeps everyone tight on contract. And it's weird. It's like a weird. I don't know. Like they argumentative. You know, there's like, a politics. Yeah. Like whenever there's money, politics. there's politics. Like, damn yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, at the time, like, I just was like, uh, as you, any fighter, you have to kind of build your name. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just fought a million times, like, in these backwoods shows that were, some were illegal. I fought here in California, an illegal show, like, at the Palladium, they had illegal fights and stuff that, you know, because there's no commission taking 
taken over it. You now, know, was that the one where Peter Parker showed up in sweatpants <laughs> and, and yeah. beat uh, Macho yeah, Man yeah. Randy it was Savage? About the, it was about the same I mean, same I mean, Bonesaw? Yeah, Bonesaw. Bonesaw. Bonesaw is Randy. How awesome is it? Macho Man Randy Savage is in a movie like out of nowhere. Where is – I want to hang out with Macho Man. I think he has snapped into a Slim Jim. Well, I'm not 100 percent sure. Ever so. since the world lost Miss Elizabeth, he's been really – Oh, what? Miss Elizabeth's dead? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means. How fun would it be to smoke some weed with Macho Man Randy Savage? He's I just think like, not oh, as yeah. good as you think. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I picture him just to keep Although up that voice. There would be voice. an abundance of Slim Jim. I keep, I keep up. I just imagine him to keep up that voice, like during the day, just hearing him doing vocal exercise, like yeah. la 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 la. Yeah. I'm Macho Man Randy. Yeah, that would kill your voice Ooh, after yeah. a while to talk like that. <laughs> to talk like you're shitting all the time would be a tremendous strain on your voice. <laughs> A tremendous strain on your and voice. And on your rectum. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if he was uh, he was trying to figure out what his voice was going to be, like his character voice, and he, he was in the bathroom, and he was like, I'll be out in a second. And they were like, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's fucking it. You got to run with that, macho man. Um, so, you know, so you're, so you're fighting in these, you're fighting, it also reminds me, like, one of my dad's favorite movies is a movie called Hard Times with Charles Bronson, and oh, then yeah. Any Which Way But Loose yeah. with Clint Eastwood, which is all about those backwoods, you know, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Underground fight clubs? Underground fight clubs, nice. yeah, but like Redneck. And Any Which yeah. Way But Loose, they're driving across the country and doing like Redneck fight club. It's awesome. That's, man, I gotta watch so, that. So, that, so that's, that's what you're doing, basically, and what ages is that? Uh, I was like 18, 19, 20, like I was just a kid, like, going around. Like, I fought my first fight instead of taking the chick to the prom... Oh my god! I took her to my fight, which was cool because I wasn't going to the prom anyway. I was a dork, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was like a freak kid, so I was like, whatever. I'm not going to the prom. Come watch my fight, and she watched my fight, and I won, and it was a weird experience to just be, you know, that young doing it. And then I just started skirting around the country and getting a fight where I could. And I love you your know, prom you, pictures; are just blood all over yeah, her dress. Yeah. And- I, I, yeah, I think it was like. You know, I would just go around two hundred bucks here. Some some fights were like not, no money, yeah, and like just trying to make a name for yourself. You know? And oh my then, god, that's like it's just, you're basically talking about fight open mics. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Yeah, you, it's totally that. It's totally that. I see the parallel. I see the parallel between comedians because like I have so many comedian friends, and I I see that it's like oh well you got to pay your dues now yeah like, you got to pay them now and then hopefully you know boom you get you get that big break. But and that's what kind of what happened. I just kept fighting and fighting and showing people that I'm good at it. And all of a sudden, you get like a call from like a slightly bigger show, and then the slightly bigger show, you they usually what happens is they bring you in there to get your ass kicked. Right. Like that's that. Oh, let's we need some knucklehead kid to to lose to our big star. You go in and beat their big star, then all of a sudden you get to be their star. You know, it's like you get built, and I built up in Hawaii like that. Like they brought me in to get my ass kicked by this guy. I went and beat him up, and then everybody was impressed, and then I just kept winning. So and uh, so eventually, what happens? Like someone from like Strike Force sends yeah, out a Strike they Force send out a scout or something, yeah. and they see you fight, and they're well, like, it's hey. not a scout. It's an internet man, the internet age. You know, they have everyone has posts on the internet. Like, oh, there you go. Here's. You know, let's grab this guy uh, off there, and because the, the MMA really survived uh, through a dark time because when it was all illegal, internet like 1998, 99, mm-hmm. 90, yeah, seven, 98, 99, all internet. Like we were just on the internet. Like everybody was like talking about fights. I via love this. Websites. I know pugilistic nerds. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's the nerds that kept it alive, you know. So I, I kind of, I, I think it, I'm stoked on that. But now we don't need you anymore, nerds. <laughs> we got TV. 
That's <laughs> you got. T- you still need the nerds. Yeah, the, you still need I'm the nerds. You guys are the. You guys are like the T one thousand nerds. Yes. You're like the next. The next generation <laughs> yeah. model of like they can fight and they can use well, the internet. Uh, the T eight fifty was yeah. Arnold in the second movie. He was the T eight hundred in the original movie. Thank you for correcting me. I'm just saying. No, it was. Uh, it was. Listen, and then yeah. the T one thousand obviously is the next evolution of that. Your pedantic nature just, is is entirely uh, I would think appreciated. Playing a Skynet tech, you would know the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you not know that? Wait, you were in, you were in Skynet Tech? I was in Terminator 3. I was in Terminator yes! 3. Yeah, I know. You probably wouldn't recognize me, though, because I was about 40 pounds heavier. Nice. Um, but it's not important. <laughs> Technically, you never saw me die. Maybe they should have brought me back for a salvation. But I agree. Um, from what I heard about Terminator Salvation, I, I feel I like I may have dodged a bullet. Terminator Salvation was not that bad. Was it? I didn't see it. It was not you, that bad. You went back in time and told 12 year old Matt Myra there would be a Terminator uh, 4 and you would not go see it. You know who would have to go back in time and tell you that? A Terminator. Because oh they have God. the power to travel yeah. back in time. So they're wasting their time with I know. They're I way just back can't in. wait to stand in that cube all naked. <laughs> it's, that, you know, that, that's, the ones, that, that's the ones where they're trying to make a living. Like, Terminator Graham. <laughs> and they go back in time to <laughs> <laughs> deliver a message to your <laughs> younger <laughs> self. You're going to see Terminator <laughs> Salvation. Yeah. Are you going to kill me? Nah. It's, uh, uh, you could tip me, though. You could tip me. It, Come with me the, if you want to live the and see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the future's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's fascinating. I, I like. I love this idea. Uh, you know, listen. I, 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 what fascinates me about UFC yeah. is that, at least from an, a, an outsider's perspective, it, is it, it seems to have, you know, like I don't. How much crossover is there between like WrestleMania and uh, and and well, boxing and UFC? Like yeah. UFC seems to have the theatricality yeah. elements of wrestling, but you know, the more. Uh, you know what? Honestly, the UFC <laughs> does that less. Strike. The, when I fight in Japan, you have got you got to look at what I do in Japan. In Japan, because I fight in Dream in Japan, which is like the big organization. It's like the UFC in Japan. Okay, and then like they're on like normal television over there, like TBS. It's called. It's, I don't think there's normal television. Well, no, yeah, man. <laughs> and in Japan, you think that it's like oh super high tech, and they have like six hundred channels. They got like nine channels that everybody watches and over crazy. there. Yeah, and they're all yeah they're wacky game shows and whatnot, and it's really I mean it's cool. It's a different world out there. I, I love Japan. Uh, and, and it's like nerd heaven out there. And uh, they, uh, so I'm on the normal television broadcasting. I do every, before every fight, a giant like dance number. Like I have like, I have like always like wow. six, six like girls in Japanese schoolgirl uniforms and like we're doing a dance and like before <laughs> I go to the ring. Like that's theatrics. Like that's theatrics. Now America, are these girls centrally, are they sexually assaulted by tentacles? Nah, man, I wish. Listen, as, as if anime, I had some tentacles, as, as, they any, would be as, as, as hentai has led me to believe. I know. Man, I love that. What is that? A, a tokadori? What is that movie called? I know what movie you're talking about. There's one movie in particular where where it's all about those tentacles. Well, there was there, there was there was I, when I was a, when I was a kid, um, we had passed around this tape called uh, Urotsuki Doji. Urotsuki Doji, Demon yeah, City, right. Demon City, and that's that's what it was. These yeah. de- these demons would basically uh, like have sex with these young girls, Man, and, and then awesome. and then the girls would explode. Yeah, yeah well, of course. And uh, well, and then uh, and then some tentacles would fuck some other purple people. Purple tentacle, purple tentacle dicks, fucking <laughs> a chick. Like I was like, what? Are we? Are you kidding me? I love to see like a Woody Allen hentai, like like a tentacle that like a tentacle creature that that second guessed itself a lot, and it was like. I don't know. I mean, I should be raping this girl, but I just uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I can put some meat in it. And, uh, <laughs> That's bully beatdown Thursdays at eleven on FTV. 
<laughs> I just want to attach this together. Maybe the uh, Japanese businessman starts dating his stepdaughter. Yeah, I don't know what happens. She's a much younger girl. She's in a schoolgirl outfit. Kind of happened. Kind of happened in real life. Happened. Woody Kinda. Allen's life actually was uh, it was my, a hentai porn. All my clarinet performances. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but this is this is really fascinating. But but what I love about the parallels between I feel like there's a lot of parallels between what you do and and the life of a comedian. No, it's look. Listen, uh, the life of a comedian. Is, Strikingly similar because we're both Strikingly artists. Strikingly get it? Nice. <laughs> we're both artists. Like that's that's the root of it. We're we're artists. Traveling and, artists. Yeah, you have to like practice your craft and go and learn from better people. And like you hang out. You know, the more you are like immersed in that, mm-hmm. the the more stage time you get, the better you get at it. You sure. Know? And the like and like when you bomb and you realize that the worst thing that's gonna happen is that you bomb and you're okay. I mean it's the yeah. same time you for the first time you get the shit well, kicked out of yeah, you. Yeah, but you, it's and you gotta feel it. terrible, man. I've seen you know, I've seen guys it doesn't, go it doesn't up feel great. and get like just like no reaction from the audience and I'm like, ooh, that's gotta <laughs> feel like shit. You know, and at the same time like like if you go in and get kicked in the face, you're like, wow, that felt like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That really did, and here's the physical proof: the scarring uh, yeah. where my my uh, eye blew up. Uh, At least you don't get that. Mo- if you're lucky, you will not have that. Will not happen at a comedy club. Someone will not kick you in the face. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> but what do you do? You know, like so for a comic, if you're if you're bombing, you 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 just have to learn to adjust really quickly. And yeah. I think that is another. But that's another part of MMA that is fascinating to me is that you know you go up against guys with styles that might be yeah. necessary might be unpredictable. Yeah. So what do you do if you're in the you know, like what do you do when you're in the ring and all of a sudden you're like ah, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me? Yeah, no, you got to make a make a change. Like I I've done it where I've done it both ways. Like where I kick the guy's ass in the first round mm-hmm. and I was like ha ha like man that was so easy and then the guy makes an adjustment. In the second round, and he comes out and starts whooping my ass. Like, oh my god, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. And then I go back in, the, in between the round. I survived the round barely. Like, I was like, oh my god, he's beating my head in right now. And I went back to the corner, and my my my. And before I even, because my coach had said in the second round, he's gonna come out crazy right now. He's gonna come out and throw punches. I was like, yeah, whatever. And I sat down, and then he bombed on me the whole second round. I went back to the corner, sat down, and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and to my coach, and he's like, you idiot, I told you he's going to go. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I went out there, beat him up, and 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 made the adjustment, took him down, submitted him. you know. And, uh, like, you have to make those adjustments in real time. That's what's beauty, that's, like, the beauty of the sport. So no, it's, it's, big, like, it's, like light, it's like a real-life double dragon. Yeah. It just, it's like the most accurate <laughs> depiction of what the, what those, like ga- a, what those like games were. Like a comedian were. has a closing act. Do you have a, do you have a closing move? Like yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I like to jump on a dude's back and choke his neck off. But, there you, go. you know, if I can't there get there. I would like no. to do that, too. Like I'm less likely. It's, I'm like less, it's like the cracker barrel bit. <laughs> the choking. I, I want to know what's going on. Like, what's good? Are, are you... How aware do you become in the fight? Like, you know, like when it slows down, like that when it slows down to Spider-Man time, where yeah, you yeah. can, where everything just really slows down and you're focused on the fight. Like, what what is going through your head? Are you thinking no. at all, or are you just reacting? Man, I'll, I will tell you the truth. I, like, I'll be in there, and I feel like I'm kind of like driving a robot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just in there playing a video game. Like, I feel like I'm outside myself, uh-huh. watching myself, kind of, and I could tell like. Sometimes the robot doesn't have enough steam in it or something. I have to recharge for a second. I could, it's like weird, like a disassociative, you know, like I pulled myself back out of it and mm-hmm. I'm fight, in there fighting. And uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the other thing is like weird stuff. Like 
She's a cold-hearted snake. Oh, look into her eyes. Uh-oh. That's been, and I'm like, what the hell? Body? Like, I'm like, yeah. And one time I got slammed on my head real hard. The guy picked me up and slammed me. I was like, whoa. And, like, like I kind of went blanked out for a second. And then I heard my mom, like, <laughs> going, Jason, come up the stairs. And I was like, imagine myself 12 years old running up the stairs. And then I came back. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm fighting right now. Like get get get, get with it right now. That what kind of doing? cinematic shit really happens? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. And I will think weird songs out of nowhere. Or like I'll just think the weirdest. <laughs> Cold-hearted thought. snake would make me want to hit someone snake. really hard. Why? I'm like, why did I just think Cold-hearted Because it makes you snake. angry. It makes you want to kill guess, someone, right? Because it's not a good song. I know. Paul Abdul. I love her. I I would always have wanted to just because I want to talk for a second about Bully Beatdown. Okay. Because I mean I I, I did get uh, I, I it's not it's not like I got necessarily punched in the face a lot when I was a kid but you know like I you was get in, punked I, I I got you know I got stuffed in trash cans and like knocked down and you know because I you know I brought D and D books to school and I was in chess club oh, and I was always goodness. playing chess before during lunch and after school and and so you know I mean I I, I was really prime fodder for yeah and, and I was also very small I did not I I was like four foot ten until my sophomore year of high school damn and so it was very easy to knock me around uh, and, and naturally as I got older I always I always kind of wanted in my mind I wanted to go back and like I wish I could have <laughs> yeah. so you know tell tell me a little bit about bully beatdown I think that's the universal appeal of bully beatdown is that I think a lot of like everybody pretty much has have dealt with bullying in some you know, manner. And I mean, you can't always reason with a bully. I've exactly. talked. I've been able to talk my way out of it sometimes. By uh... yeah, I think it has a universal appeal because of that. And and you know, I, I, when you put a guy who's used to punking everybody, and you put him against a dude his same size, mm-hmm. who really knows how to fight, who really knows the 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 art of physicality. Mm-hmm. You know, man, guys get humble real quick. You know, and and I mean that's what bully beatdown does. It's like we humble out the bully. Now, does that is that does that is that humbling good in the long term, or does that does that pack more rage into the bullies? Well, I you know I think it's good in the long term because you know I'm putting on national television. You know, like <laughs> I'm like, hey guys, look, this this can happen to you too. You know, you th- the I actually I gave on the first episode of the season, I I I fought the bully, and I gave kind of a after school special speech right after the fight. Like, I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, really? And I gave, like, the breakdown, like, it's not right to beat up someone just because you can. Right. there's always somebody out there who's bigger and meaner and badder than you are, no matter what. It's always like that. So, you know, I'm just like, why can't I be awesome and you be awesome, too? Like, let's just That not. is a nice message. Isn't it? And that's one to grow exactly. on. Exactly. That would yeah. be so. You so you fought the bully. I assumed you uh, you I, you probably didn't destroy him. You probably just I was I was like embarrassed him nice enough. to him. But yeah, I like gave him like I was I was uh, surgical <laughs> with how I how I did it. Where did you find a bully that was the size of you? Yeah, I know he's a two hundred pound dude. That was a big dude. He was like a knucklehead. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was in there. I I I just let him. I kind of let let him play and. Little bit. I let him punch me in the face to show him. Okay, come on, punch me in the face. You know, he punched me, and then I just gave him like a good this one and that one, and he just fall down. You know, and and I, you know, I, I just wanted to get the message across that, you know, the fighting thing, it, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's your attitude, it's your mindset. You know, and, and I think it's good for the younger audience to to really realize that that it's not 
it's not cool. You know what I mean? It's not cool to bully the guy. There's nothing. There's nothing great about about that. And I think that you know, with this kind of wave of what we're seeing now, like everybody's, it's a hot button topic right now. Bullying, bullying in the schools. Well, I think when you go back and look, like when I look, when I go back and look at the dudes. I mean, I went to, you know, I went to grade school in Tennessee, and I think when you go back and look at a lot of those dudes who were bullies, what you would probably uncover is that they had pretty miserable home lives, yeah, yeah. and like to the point where. You know, if you did, if you could go back in time and be like, now I'm going to kick your ass, bully, but then you sort of, uh, you sort of opened up the, you know, like you went down the rabbit hole of what their lives would be, you'd probably be really sad. sad You'd be really sad and be like, all right, I don't approve of what you're doing, but I understand uh, it. uh, This great, oh man, a great show, Louis C.K. show. It's incredible. Great. Oh, the the bully bully episode, yes. The bully episode, he follows the bully home, and what? His parents are bullying him. And there's the rolls down the circle of life. It is, uh, I, we don't have to pay. No, we shouldn't have no, to pay royalties for, for these. Those are fine no, songs. Um, yeah, the, we're and then not he, making money, Chris. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> don't have to pay. "Why do you always remind me I'm that?" Just um, <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that scene where Louis is sitting on the porch with the father, who's just. It's clear, like the mother's a psychopath, yeah. and uh, and the father's just like, I-, I don't know what to do. And yeah. that's what I love about Louis' show is that it's it's just a thing that he had to get out, and it didn't have to be nonstop. You know, now we're gonna end with a joke. Like it was, oh. it was a, it was a very special episode. No, I thought that episode was hilarious. Somebody said, like, oh, you got, have you didn't see the bully episode? I'm like, huh, no, not yet. And I downloaded it, but I haven't watched that it. That kid they cast as the bully, but like great. he just had the most hateful bully it was face. Great. Yeah. I was like, damn, this little kid is making me mad. Like, I want to punch him in the face right now. But, but yeah, but that, I mean, that, a, man, Lucy C.K., that was a damn good show, man. It's a great show, it and it's coming it? back for a second season. Well, uh, who, what other comics do Because obviously you, you, you seem like a little bit of a comedy nerd. Yeah, no, I'm a comedy nerd for sure. I, I mean, dude, I, heart Chris Hardwick because I, I, I was I'm serious like I was like uh, when you you dropped off TV like I was all stoked on you when on the damn uh, singled out oh I nice like, I was like yeah wow this guy's funny like I was like I want to be like him when I grow up and what then, and then uh, but then uh, you know you and then you kind of I was like as I was like out there it didn't matter I didn't have a TV anyway I was freaking homeless <laughs> so I, yeah I didn't even know ever know if you're on TV and then when you like recently you come back and had all this like I'm like man Chris Hardwick's on TV again I'm, I'm all stoked but but I have like you know to me comedy is such an awesome art you know like and, and I think it, it it's it's so great and, and, and kind of underappreciated like people don't really realize that the fact that I'm making you laugh is artistic like it's like there's a there's like technique to to all of it, and then people just go, "Ha ha, that's funny." Ha ha. But then if you you hang out with comedians, you see that there's like this fine tuned thing to it, you know. And before oh, yeah. my fights, I'll I like watch comedy and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. What do you like to time. watch? Uh, I like Rogan, man. Joe Rogan is so funny, man. He, he like he has like this perspective of, of I think that a lot of a lot of uh, men at this this time and and in uh, America uh, feel you know what I mean like uh, I like his stuff who else do I like I like Rogan I you know I we, we've traded tweets about coming we've traded tweets it sounds so weird God uh, we, we, we sounds sexual it does we, 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 we swap tweets yeah. with our mouths <laughs> um, he uh, I, I, we've been talking about getting him on the show he's a he's a genuinely good dude like I, I really like Joe oh, I'll get him on the show for he's my friend he'll cut yeah I'll make there. him I'll go yo if you don't come on Chris Hardwick's <laughs> podcast I'll break your face oh my god I would love to you know we 
need to set up like a. There was a movie in the early '80s called My Bodyguard. Like I think it oh, might have been yeah. Matt Dillon's first movie. We need to set up that kind of uh, relationship between you and me because I noticed what happens is sometimes when you retweet something that I say on Twitter, yeah. I get a couple responses from from. Uh, some some USC fans, very yeah. cool, very smart dudes. Other ones, maybe not so much. Why? What did they say? Oh, just a lot of stuff like you're a stupid piece of shit. You know, like <laughs> really, like some of the some of the some of the guys. You know, it's always like, like if I see like a if I see like a dude who's in shape and he's wearing like the UFC gear, yeah, I'm like, exactly. okay, I get it. Tap out shirt. You can tap out yeah, shirt. Yeah. But yeah. when you see when you see like some some doughy dude. Who's uh, you know like with his like, eyebrows are growing together and he's wearing the tap out shirt? I'm like, you do look pretty tapped out, you, yeah. you, you mayonnaise pasty <laughs> sack of ranch Target dressing. Employee, did you ever see that one? No. He what? Had, at Target, apparently, you can just wear any red shirt. You yeah, want. you can wear a red shirt. And there was a guy that had a red tap out shirt. Nice. And this crazy muffin top. Nice. <laughs> I took the picture. I made sure I cropped his face up, but I took the picture and I tweeted it. That was the one that got on the front page of Twitter. Oh, yeah. that's gorgeous! That guy. So I was awesome. like, apparently, Target's uh, wear any red shirt policy has gone too but far. But I, but you know, but that's what's so fascinating to me is that because you can't, you know, you can't ever control, you know, who's gonna who's gonna consume the stuff that that you put out there, and I'm sure. In as much as you try to put the message out there, like it's not cool to just go around and punch people in the face, you know, yeah. willy nilly, just because you can, and because you know, there, you know, there should be a certain art to it. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure you still have some people that might come up to you and be like, "Yeah, you, I beat the shit out of this kid the other day," and you're like, "Dude, that's not the, that's not the point of this." Uh, I, no one ever does that to me now because they, they understand that my whole deal is. You know, a stance away from that. Like, no, it's not cool to punk people, but it's cool. You know, what's cool is going in and and competing against somebody in 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 my sport. Mm-hmm. If you can go in and compete, and you learn the art, and you train hard, well, yeah, then you deserve some respect to fight somebody in in a fair fight. Yeah, but fighting somebody who picking on somebody is ridiculous. Like, it, I think that. I think the young guys know that and don't Twitter to me that they beat up somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> At Mayhem Miller. Dude, I beat up my brother. I He weighs 80 pounds less than me, but it was awesome. Arm bar. It was not awesome, arm bar. Yeah. Arm it was bar. not awesome at all. Yeah. Uh, so, so, what's it, so what's it like for you now? I mean, like you – people – You've genuinely like people know who you are. You made a name for yourself. I like like no, I get paparazzoed sometimes. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Like really? Like, bro, I will punch you in the face. You Don't think you Sean know? Penn punches a camera? Hard. I know, right? I will knock your freaking. I will lens punch down through Sean Penn. Yeah, through your camera. Yeah, but no, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a, a strange thing because now I'm MTV guy and like weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Like I because you know before it's just mixed martial arts fans. Yeah, where they're like. You know, whatever. But now I've elevated to the strange status of like TV guy. So I don't know. It, it, it's definitely weird. It's different. That's for sure. I love it. It's just sort of like watching, like watching so many of my friends from comedy who were just embraced by comedy nerds. Yeah. And now are just popping now. Like you know, like like Patton Oswalt or you yeah. know. Or, Paul F. Tompkins. Or Paul F. Tompkins. That guy is awesome, too. Ta- Paul is amazing. Right? Like That's he, one of my favorite co- comedians, man. You know, you, you watch you watch Patton and Paul, and every time you see those guys, yeah. they will have a new, like, 20 minutes. You're like, I when know. did you fucking write I that? Know. It sounds polished. I know. I'm always stoked when I see that they can write that quick, you know? It is. It's Whatever. it's really amazing. But it, but it really comes down to, and I'm sure you kind of feel this, too, it, it, it really comes down to... 
you know, just being comfortable with who you are, figuring out what your point of view is. Yeah. And as as a as a UFC fighter, do you no. do you feel like I? You must feel like you. I have a fighting point of view. I have a fighting style. Did you? Was that organic? Yeah, did yeah. you develop that? Or did but you? I also have like I can't help it. Like the my point of view is kind of like real guy smartass. Like just like I I'm really like kind of lower middle class. Like this is me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I'm who I am kind of deal and I think that people think that's hilarious because there's a lot of people out there there's this giant middle class that goes yeah I think the same way you do you know and I feel like oh cool I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes like around my age who feel the same way I do so when I say something like funny everyone cracks up or when I make like something but you know now that I've had this MTV thing I have like weird like Fans that like I made a fat girl joke and oh my goodness like the, all the fat girls on my Twitter lost their mind like like they were so angry that I made a fat girl joke I was like come on it's it was just a joke some of my best sister is fat <laughs> yeah you can't you have to be uh, you know in, 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 like when you when you get into the public eye the, the at least I'm told I'm not saying I am but at least I'm told that you you have to learn. To become a little bit more of a politician in oh, some you do. ways, you can't say retard. You can't. You're not. It's not. People don't appreciate With, to that. To me, word. like I don't even think. Whenever I have said the word retard, I never think of like. Like somebody with Down syndrome. Well, that's the thing. I always think a dude who is wearing a tap out shirt at Target. <laughs> you know, like that's what I think. Well, know? that's I never it. think anybody. I never. Uh, can but I take I, that back? Yeah, we we'll take it back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, it is interesting. Uh, it is interesting how on on Twitter or just you know the social network that you know we're at a time now where you get instant feedback for stuff for stuff that you say. And you know you think twenty years ago people would just spout off stuff and then maybe they would get some blowback oh. from it. You know, but now it's just that now because you're seeing it all in real time. Real time, it's shocking. That that it's it, it puts you in a position where you have to become more aware. Yeah. Where you just you just have to become more aware. And you know, truthfully, I don't like I feel bad if you know, if I if I say something and then someone writes me an email and says, you know, this really upset me because I'm having this personal experience, and then I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm a dick. Yeah, I'm I so felt sorry. super guilty about the fat girl tweet because I was like, oh, sorry guys, I didn't know that. Like, you wouldn't think that was funny. Like, right? It's, it was funny. Come on. Uh, but then I was like, well, what am I doing now? Now I'm like getting into the territory of I gotta like watch every joke that I make. Well, because what happens is you get very comfortable. Because listen, I don't. I think anyone who says that they do not make inappropriate jokes in the privacy of their own home with their immediate friends and family circle is pr- is lying. Yeah. You know, like everyone. And the reason that we make inappropriate jokes is because it's fun. Yeah. It's fun it's to sort of rebel against. Yeah, yeah, it's not funny. You don't really mean the thing you're saying. Yeah. There's an irony to it where it's more the idea of like. This thing I'm saying is really awful and it's naughty. I mean, like that's what a lot of, yeah. like that that sort of taboo aspect is, you know, like what a lot of what a lot of comedy stems from. Yeah. So I totally understand it, but it's just that, you know, when when you have a large number of people listening to what you're saying, it becomes more difficult to to say the stuff that you would say to your friends and family because not everyone knows you on a personal level and they don't know that like, oh, mayhem, he's not real. Hardwick, they're not. They don't really mean that stuff. Yeah. Like they just they see what you're saying at face value and go like. Hey man, you're fucked up, and you're like, ah, yeah. shit. No, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a Whatever. big cock. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big cock. Uh, so what's are you? What season of? Uh, There's you, a third season, yeah. Third so season, third season. So I mean, it's it's legit now. Like you know, and it's crazy to to see it have taken off so so wild. Because I I kind of was like, I did the pilot like 
just give me my pilot money and I'm going to Vegas. Right. Like that was I didn't I didn't care. You know, I was like, I don't care. I'm I'm fighting in Japan. I like mm-hmm. fighting in Japan. And I, I don't even give a damn about TV. But then once I saw how fun it was and saw then I got like a feeling of the crew, like everybody was cool. I was like, Oh, the crew is cool as hell. Like, oh well, now everybody's relying on me to make the show good. <laughs> like, ah, oh, then I was like, had a, like a little tension. Like, oh my god, I gotta actually learn my lines. Was there any part of it where you were able to, were you were you able to cross train in the sense? Were you able to use disciplines what? from you from from your from fighting? Yeah, from, from oh, absolutely. I mean, look, if, uh, to me, it's all fighting. The entire entire your entire life is fighting because everything you do, like if you are trying to you know go pass the driver's license exam it's the same thing as as okay i have to use my techniques i have to train this jab cross hook mm-hmm. jab cross hook jab cross hook i do this over and over again over and over again then when the moment is right in the fight i have to use that mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you know if you have to remember to to leave two car links in front of you uh, <laughs> on the freeway you you have to put the answer to the test, you know? Sure. And, it, and and everything in life is like that. You know, you have to, you know, for your comedy, you write your bits, you rehearse them, you think them in your head, you do them, you sharpen them to the perfect way you can make everybody laugh, and then you execute. Yeah. You know, it's, it, to me, life is a big fight. I, I have, I, I absolutely feel like it's, you know, I have a, I had a friend once who said, uh, you know, in life there are, there are scrappers and there are floaters. Yeah. In the sense that some people, you know, some some people it just sort of seems like, oh my god, they just got that job, they just got that thing, yeah. they just got that you know that girlfriend. Like everything seems to come very easy to them, and they seem very relaxed. Other people are scrappers, and I feel like that's the category I fall into. Yeah. Like, you know, my, the beginning of my career was very floaty. I I fell into this MTV job. It was very sweet, and yeah. then after that was over, I didn't work for a lot of, for quite a few years, and. And I felt like I had to fucking scrap. Yeah. Like I feel like I am nonstop trying to punch through this Your goddamn tree. Cinderella story, baby. <laughs> oh, because you know what though? I mean, a lot of people. To me, you're awesome. Here's why you're awesome. Oh, I love it. Is because uh, a lot of people in that position. You got in that that show like a while back. Man, you could have just blipped off into Nowhereville. Like, oh yeah, you did that show. That, that sort of happened. Yeah. Yeah, but no, but you damn. You're talented, and you worked your ass off, and now you're back in this, like, you're Mr. Cool guy again. <laughs> I don't know so, about that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, you're Mr. Cool nerd guy. Okay, you're okay, the nerdist. Okay, okay So, okay, so okay. Like, you've, I'll like, got your place in, 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 in entertainment society of, hey, I'm this guy. Boom. I'm right here. And, you know, I think that, like, you deserve it because you worked your ass off. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love the, the – the thing that's so fascinating to me is that the – the majority of my life, I completely rebelled against, you know, physical – anything that, that was more physical in, in terms of sports, in terms of fitness. You know, I always rebelled against that because I was like, yeah, that's, that's a whole – fuck those guys. They're meatheads. Yeah. Then I started training with this guy, my, my friend Tom, like five years ago. And this the weirdest thing happened, which is that – and he said this would happen, but I just couldn't – understand it until it was actually happening and I hope I don't sound like too much of a jock when I say this but but you learn things about yourself when through fitness like yeah. you learn lessons about your life 
when you're training yeah. and how to push through boundaries. You, 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 learn, you learn who you are more as a person from a physical level that you can then take and apply to yeah. emotional things and to non-physical things. And I feel like I learned so much about myself just from just from regularly exercising, yeah. and I never I would have thought that was a huge pile of bullshit yeah, before. Yeah. So it's it is it is really fascinating to me. Yeah, mind body connection, man. It's it's a weird. thing. It really is because yeah. for what for what you do, I mean, I hope people appreciate that it's not that your life isn't just you know stepping in a ring for however long you're in there and you know beating the shit out of someone or getting punched. It's like the majority of your life is spent in preparing for that, and that is a fucking incredible like my, amount of my, discipline. Yeah, my last fight was two minutes, you know, like two minutes, and my friend's like, man, you didn't even work. Like, you didn't even have to, you didn't break a sweat. I'm like, man, listen, the, the last six weeks before this, all I've been doing is hiding in my damn Orange County house, training and training. Yeah. That's my entire life is just working out, punching somebody, and that's it. I'm like uh, all day long I'm fighting dudes who are super tough, like my friends. They're my friends, and, and I'm like trying to fight them with all my might every Monday, Wednesday, Friday with with 16-ounce gloves on, and we're just beating each other because I'm trying to get better and better so that that way when the fight comes – it's an easy fight, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what happened. Like I, I beat the guy in two minutes, but I, the, no one sees the hours and hours. The hours and on and top of that, let's not even go there. Let's go before that. The years and years that I spent like training and training and training because it, it, it feels good to go in there, beat the guy up two minutes and get a hefty paycheck. But that hefty paycheck came from years and years and years of that's, getting punched in the that's face. That's really funny you say that. You know, Rob Zombie said it to me once, like, right? I, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, like. You know, being a being a music guy is pretty awesome. You know, it's like you get all this money or whatever. whatever. And he was like, yeah, but but when you average out like the fifteen years right? that we were making zero dollars, exactly. you know, it sort of kind of starts to average out a Doesn't little bit. It? And you're like, that's totally right. Know. I'm like every time because I I remember I was like at a party and like I was oh no I was at a crazy like pool party and like, I had these two chicks like sitting on and like in the jacuzzi like. Hold it on to me, and like I was like, "Yeah, I'm I, the man right now." I, I don't know what and that's I felt like. Kinda, <laughs> I felt kind of like the man right now, and like some dude went, "Man, you're a lucky guy," and I was like, "I'm not lucky. <laughs> like, I, I made this happen. Like I like I was begging for this to happen because I was just living in my van outside of the Huntington Beach Ultimate Training Center for a year. I lived outside of the gym." And I never even saw what a bed looked like. I slept on the mat. And the guy was like, oh, I'm sorry. I- yeah. And they're like, whoa, dude. <laughs> that was a lot of information all at once out of a jacuzzi. The girls all ran outside. The girls are crying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Where'd everyone go? Oh, shit. My bad. No, but I, I you know, I, I had I had a therapist once tell me because I was complaining about I like, need to go to therapy. Sorry. You know, it's, it's you know, therapy, I, I feel, I, I, I support therapy because I feel like it's brain training. It's the same way you train your body. You know, you, I feel like it's important to have a therapist, even if you don't feel like you're fucked up, because yeah. I think people need an outlet. They need someone that they can talk to for an hour a week or, or whatever it, that, that where they can completely be selfish, where yeah. the other, you know the other person will not judge you. You just, you need to get that shit out. Like it's important to work through that stuff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I'm telling you, it's, will it, will, it, will, it, will, it, just, it helps give you a bird's eye view. You know, for someone who... For someone who you know, like like sees the the mind body connection and trains your body so hard, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's good. Even if you don't feel like you have problems, just to have someone once a week, because you know what happens is you get in relationships and you know you don't want to make your friends or your your significant other or your therapist where you just complain know, all the yeah. time. I mean, I do that and it sucks for my girlfriend, so yeah. I have a therapist. But um, 
But uh, uh, anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that um, I said to a therapist, oh, man, this other person, you know, when you start doing comparative, like, oh, that other guy seems to have it so easy, he's so lucky or whatever. And she was like, no, 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 no. You make your own luck. Yeah, yeah. You make your own you luck. So, like you sometimes flukes can happen. Oh, for sure. But you make your own luck. And if you're going to stay on top in any field, you have to be dedicated to your craft. I, and I think that in general, in life, if you if you like keep your nose to the grindstone and like don't worry about them, like that, that that's the hardest thing to do because like I, I have buddies like all he's worried about is what that guy's getting. Yeah. If you just like kind of like keep your nose down and just keep working and try to be the best you, then all of a sudden things get easier for you. Yeah. You're not spending excess energy worrying about whoever else is, whatever else is happening. Yeah, I mean, there. you know what? There is a there is a finite economy of energy, and yeah. and you, you can't focus, you can only focus on one thing at a time, and you can't focus on what other people are doing and focus on your own thing at the same time and get better. So, yeah, yeah and of course, you know, in, in, in acting or comedy in the entertainment business, because there's, is there, do you, is there, is there a lot of insecurity in the, like, do you, do you see a ton of insecurity? Oh, fight? Yeah. The fight business? Hell yeah. The guys <laughs> it's are so, so interesting. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's so weird. You see like a ridiculous amount of insecurity like the guys i'm like these big tough dudes are really scared little boys like that's <laughs> what it is you know and that's what that you know you can see it you can see it happening you know and and i feel really weird about it i, I feel really weird like saying that because i'm like dude you are supposed to be tough and you know it's just one of those things i guess everybody has their insecurities you know and and, and whatever but you know that even the tough guys it, it comes out some which way yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, we're still all emotional creatures. We're I mean, all it's like, like, remember when you used to think there were grownups? <laughs> I know. You know, like Rogan has a bit, whole bit on it. Like, remember you thought there were grownups, and I'm like, he's totally right. Like, yeah. I'm like, because I remember thinking, oh, they, this guy has all the answers. Like, right. Somebody has all the answers, and I think your dad knows everything. And then right. one day you're like. Oh, my dad's just like a dumb dude, just like me. And that, know? and that's that's a that's a weird moment in anyone's life when you because I think it really it 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 almost puts mortality in your face. Doesn't like like when you when you when you really have that moment of clarity of like my parents were just two people who fucked and had a kid, right? and they were they and that's it. Like they're not you know yeah. like to. Maybe on a certain biological level, we're pre-programmed to think they have all the answers, so we yeah. don't like wander off yeah, exactly, as kids. Yeah. But yeah, it's really scary that now we are. You know, I was bitter at my old man a lot, like for a while because like he would whoop my ass and like I, I like I we butted heads all the time, whatever. But then I like realized that like he, they he had me at twenty, and I'm like, wow. yeah. So I'm like, the kid. Yeah, he's a kid having a kid. So I'm like. What the hell? I, I'm trying to think me right now. At, I'm damn near 30. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if I had a little damn 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid? Like, right. I would be out of my mind. Like I'd be like, what do I do with this little <laughs> bastard? You know? And he's 10 and he's like starting to ask me about boners and stuff. Like I'm like, what do I do? You know? Like, well, I don't even know what to say. You tell him that boners are shameful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when he can beat you up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So what's next, man? What are you are you traveling a lot? Uh, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm, tra- I'm traveling a lot. Man, I'm doing like I'm going over to uh I'm going over to do a wrestling camp now like i'm gonna go wrestle with my buddy um but also i'm gonna stop on the way and go hunting with my dad what yes yes and it's great because that like i dating this chick who's like totally into animals and she's like 
I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Missouri. She's like, what are you doing out there? I was like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, family uh, outing. You know, I was like, are you going hunting? I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to kill anything. I, you know, and in my hunting experience, because when I was a kid, I had, hunting basically is just walking around the woods and, and sitting there and waiting, waiting and doing nothing. And if I see a deer, I will be very surprised. Yeah. Right. You know, and if I kill one, I'll be super surprised because I don't know how to shoot a gun. I think what you should well. do is just rip your shirt off and just go fucking. Bro, beat, beat I always up. thought of that. I was like, what? Animal? What's the biggest animal that I could kill with nothing but like a buck knife? Like, <laughs> what? What could I kill? Like, I'm like with I, a buck knife. You could probably get pretty big. You can yeah, probably get right. Away. I'm ki- Are you kidding me, man? A cow? You, you think I could kill a cow? Yeah, you could kill a cow with a buck knife. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know, dude. No, you They'll slit its throat, you, man. Yeah, but you just slit its throat. Yeah, right. All you gotta do is slit its throat. It's pretty, look, listen. Their skin is made of leather. <laughs> It is made of leather. You think I could just... What are they... Their skin... They're not animal... You know, like, I'm surprised people aren't spraying cows with spray paint. Like, leather is wrong, cows. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, how am I going to, you know... I think I, maybe I could jump down from a tree onto them or yeah. something. Yeah, I think if you jump with anything... Jump down. What was that, what was that movie with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins where they're... Uh, oh, yeah. They're in the woods and Anthony Hopkins is like, what one man can do, another man can do. And he, like, he kills a bear, a, bear, really? a grizzly bear stalking them, and he fucking ties it onto a... a yeah. Stick and then kills the what bear. What's that called? Cabin? No. Is it cabin edge fever? Is that cabin? Oh, the edge of, of the edge of Hopkins. You'll oh know um, at home. Bear. It's internet. called bears a poppin. Google it. I don't Google. What's that? I don't know. Oh, that right. The internet. Oh, you mean spell check? Yeah. Spell, Google. Autocorrect. I just. Like, what is the biggest animal you think you could kill with your hands? I don't know, man. I've been thinking we about a lot. Every podcast from I, now on. With what's the biggest animal you think you can kill? I kill your bare hands. See, because I I said a cow, but because I thought I could catch one, whatever. But I talked to cowboys with my bare hands. You cannot kill a cow. No, like their necks are too big. I thought maybe I could jump on them and choke them to death. No, their necks are way too big. Doesn't work that way. So I'm thinking, what like? And I can't really catch any of the smaller animals. You know, like how am I gonna? Can't catch a rabbit for sure. I can't catch a rabbit. He'll be gone. Maybe koala bear. You could, easy, you could easy kill like, koalas. No, but they have like razor sharp talons. That's true. You do, but all you have to do is put them on a eucalyptus yeah. tree that's not their specific strain of eucalyptus tree, and they'll yeah. starve to death because they're fucking picky. Yeah, that's true. Um, Finicky eaters. Nice try, koalas. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any animal that I could. Uh, I, you know, I I had. Don't that. feel bad, man. Animals are on a whole other level, man. Like, don't feel bad because I, I I'm a professional fighter. I'm pretty much a badass, but I don't think I could kill. I don't think I can kill a kangaroo. And can I tell you the truth of the matter is I had that I had that classic experience when I was 16 years old where my friend had a pellet gun and there was a bird way off in the distance nice. and I was like, "Hey, look at this, pop." And I hit it and uh and it 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 fell down and was injured and we went over and and he had to finish it off. Oh. And uh I was a fucking emotional what wreck. Did, uh, you what did, cried? What did, what did Atticus, Absolutely. What did Atticus Finch teach you about that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me a lesson about life. But come to find out my dad, when he was the same age, had the exact same experience with a BB gun. Oh, man. Shot a bird, killed it, and it just tore him up inside. Yeah. And I, so I always, Damn, I always man, feel it. Damn, man, why are you telling me this now? Because what if I kill no, a deer? No, I'm going to feel really bummed because they're, like, closer be okay. to our cousins. They are, they are a little, they're... Yeah. I can't wait to, like, run out there, like, naked and, and smear the blood <sighs> on my chest and then, like, give the Avatar speech, like, I thank you for your That's what you can do, body. yeah. Yeah, right? That's what you can do. As long as you... I can't wait to put my ponytail father, into her butt. Your father stands by confused. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Why are you naked? <laughs> it's 30 degrees out here. As long as you eat the meat and wear the skin and use the hooves uh, as cutting tools. Yeah. And I think it's totally... I can't wait to make my, my hoof necklace. 
Um, well, I think we're we're right about at the end of our hour. But oh, I know we're exactly an hour, but we're having fun. It's been it was so nice for you to come it on, was such and, a and and I'm so magical journey. Right now, now. <laughs> but see now, see I'm the type of guy who now that I have an emotional connection to it's UFC, sexy. now I'm gonna watch. Yeah, now I'm gonna watch you fight. It's I'm gonna go. Force. I know that it's guy. Mixed martial Strike arts. Force. Yeah, you you keep saying UFC, but you can't. But, I mean, that's because I'm an right. idiot and I don't understand no, how it works. Okay, yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Like, oh, UFC is a separate. UFC is the organization. UFC is an organization. MMA is what I do. It's MMA like is what you do. Martial arts. That's like that's like calling all tissues Kleenex. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's like, fine. It's like yeah, the it's, CFL of the NFL. Yeah, it's kind of like the. Those are letters. I don't know what you're talking about. LMNOP and the QRS. The NBC, the National Bowling Association. Yeah. Yes. The other NBA. Your father knows all. My father knows all about that. Yeah. Is there anything uh, websites? I know you're uh, you mayhem, mayhem, mayhem Miller, Miller on Twitter. Yeah, and I, I'm Mayhem Miller Twitter. I'm Mayhem Miller at everything. So, <laughs> like Mayhem Miller is just me. Did you run through I'm the experience mayhem of Miller. finding another Mayhem Miller online and then going and swooping oh, I up every wait. domain Listen, you could find? Yeah, you know what? I never found. Actually, somebody has Mayhem Miller at MSM, which I was kind of bitter about. I'm like, how the hell did they? Whatever. And I, I think that uh, and somebody like had texted me or uh, emailed James. Is this you? And I'm like. There's a James Mayhem Miller out there. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. Yes, I'm, like, I'm Jay Mayhem Miller. Yeah, exactly. Hold on with the other one. I know that's so really crazy. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Do you believe? Do, do you believe the the, the the Fight Club thing where they say, uh, how can you really know who you are unless you've been in a fight? The best, you know what? The best compliment I've ever got from my little sister is, you are real life Tyler Durden, and I was like, yeah, because I'm just like giving like. The, the common man, like, kind of a fighting voice. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's, we're all dorks. Let's all fight. Like, we're, you know, you could still be awesome. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm just realizing you're a figment of my imagination. You're an extension of my brain. Like, because I have an Edward Norton vibe. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, my God. You could totally redo that movie. Is he really not here? Are we Are going to finish this podcast? You're going to be like, Chris, you just talked to yourself the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make up some nerdy comedian to make myself feel better. <laughs> or are you my fight club? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're fight clubs of each other. That becomes a verb. Way too much. Uh, Mayhem Miller, this was a genuine pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the Nerdist Podcast. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoy your burrito. Podcast. Podcast time. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here... You're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now ad-free on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.